Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Man on the Post podcast. Uh, I'm Greg, I'm back on in the hosting chair this week as we search for our new host and I'm joined by uh, three Man on the Post colleagues. We've got Colin. Hello there. We've got Tom. Alright. And making his debut, uh, we have Fulham fan Matt. Hello Matt. Good evening to you all. Uh, so, should we get started? Should we get cracking? We won't I think start with, be best. With, with Saturday. Saturday wasn't the most interesting day of football, was it? Uh, but what we will start with is Sunday, which did deliver for once. A Super Sunday, which was fairly entertaining and had had a few good games. And what we'll do is we will start at the Etihad, where Manchester City uh, were 3-1 winners over Arsenal and extended their lead at the top of the Premiership to eight points. Uh, Tom, you watched this game. Was it as uh, simple as it the scoreline may suggest for, us, uh, for Manchester City? Um, probably yes. They just look a, a couple of steps above everyone else at the moment. I think. I mean, Arsenal—you never really know what you're going to get from Arsenal, but City at the moment—they're just—they're so good. They look so good going forward, and you got to say Kevin De Bruyne is probably the best player in the league at the moment. I, it's difficult to disagree with that. That his goal was just—he's had. Checks made a good save, hasn't he? Um, this is so—he's just made it look so easy. Like, he's just dropped deep gone and got it again and had another go and it's just the little give and go and he is I can see why Pep loves him so much and the attacking players they've got in squad depth as well that they can leave Jesus and um, Bernardo Silva on the bench just bring them on when they feel like it yeah Um, and there was a bit of a contentious penalty or do we think it was contentious? I thought it was personally. Yeah, um, it was a bit of an easy, bit of an easy one. If you it ask was me. clumsy. That it was clumsy. Yeah. It was really. What did, I'm not sure what Monreal expected. If I'm honest, uh, he's he has to make he has to engage uh, Sterling somehow. But at the pace Sterling's running at, um, it's any kind of contact that he's going to go over. Uh, I think he's well within his rights to. Uh, Wenger after the game said that Sterling dived well. But do we think that's just the... I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it a dive, but he, he made the most of the situation. He Monreal made, Monreal made enough contact that he could then make the choice to go down. So, so I, I wouldn't call it a dive, but... Yeah, I wouldn't call it a dive necessarily. No. But, yeah, yeah Sterling was probably within his rights to go down, but I still think it was a bit of a, a, bit of a soft one. And the new uh, Manchester City's newest all-time record goal scorer, Sergio Aguero, uh, knocked it in off the post. Arsenal then decided to wake up a little bit. Uh, Lacazette with a nice finish. But then um, another fairly contentious goal. Uh, City's third. Offside or not? Offside. Offside for me, yeah, Tom? Yeah. 
probably just offside, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, one, it's one of those go, give the benefit of the doubt to the attacker, though. I mean, he's he's running understand. in the directions. Yeah. It's happening so quickly. It's almost impossible to get that. Yeah, you you can understand why the ref, why the assistant decided to keep his flag down. You can understand it. The um, Arsenal back force reaction. Though, just standing still. still with their arms up in the air, uh, Fabian Barthez esque. Um, summed it up, at, really. But uh, City full value for their uh, three points. Uh, maybe not as fluid and fluent as they've been recently but that's another you know top six side brushed aside yeah what 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 I, what I will say is though that arsenal didn't really help themselves in the whole situation like de bruyne's first goal all really came about cuz kolasinac just hoofed the ball into the middle of the park gave the ball straight back to city if that goes if that goes down the line it's something completely different then you've got monreal's you know clumsy decision and the third one marching offside, so it it would it could have been there for Arsenal, but they were just clumsy mistakes. Yeah, and City were just happy to happy to punish them on. Um, and it was I think it was a gave the gave the ball away in the lead up to De Bruyne's goal as well. Yeah, um, and Smith saying on commentary that they were they were defending well, but when they got in possession of the ball, they were they were giving it away too easily. And just as he said that, Awobi yeah. gives the ball away. Uh, 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 checkmates a decent save from De Bruyne but then like you said the clearance is poor and it kind of just it's worked back to De Bruyne and it's a good finish and they're shooting themselves in the foot after what has been not a bad period for Arsenal uh, but when you looked at the two sides there was only going to be one winner today it, well, yeah Man City were always going to it was basically, basically once they got the first they were just going to pull yeah. pull ahead although I I will follow with the as everyone watches Arsenal fan TV. I'm sure everyone does. <laughs> the whole why is why is Lacazette on the bench and why is Awobi starting? I just there's just some there's just something about it that just doesn't there's there's something that doesn't sit right with that. What why why Lacazette is constantly on the bench and why Alex Awobi is getting the starts? I, when you spent that much money on a centre forward. You know, Lacazette's a centre forward who you can build a side round almost. And if when you spend that much money on him, why is he not starting in the big games? Yeah. Uh, even and even if he doesn't even if you, mind and yeah. much, but yeah, even if you want to use him as an impact sub, I'd still rather have Olivier Giroud, who I still think is criminally underused at Arsenal, ahead of ahead of Iwobi. Still, any day of the week. Well, Giroud came on with was it twelve minutes left today. Yeah. Um, maybe Arsenal. So yeah, maybe uh, odd for Arsenal. Crim- but yeah, City, criminally underused. Yeah, City. In a word, each have have they have they won the league already after eleven games? Invincible. Invin. Wow, that's that's some word. I, I just, I just. Yeah, I Tom just can't Griffin. see. I just can't see anyone. It's really all gonna the. The first proper test is going to be the Manchester derby. If they come out of that, if they come out of that having not lost, I can't see it going another way. Well, Mourinho will set up for a nil-nil draw. He will, and then yeah, um, I'll just keep the run going. Yeah, Tom, what do you think? I mean, as we're not even a third of the way through the season yet, I don't think you can say they've won the league yet. 
weird things happen in the Premier League. They could easily go and lose to Swansea and Crystal Palace, and you know, so the sort of thing that would happen. But, yeah, but here's here's the thing: is they the way that they play, they've sort of built in a bit of a cushion for a stumble. Like if they were scraping through the games one nil two one three two, then you could say right. There's obviously some weaknesses there that teams can exploit. But the fact that they're just blowing the teams away means they can probably have a bit of an off day and still come out two nil winners. So I just think that they've built enough. They've just got so much talent that if they're if they decide to play seventy five percent rather than a hundred percent, they can still. They can still come out and get results. Colin, what do you reckon? Done already? No, I, I don't think so. I mean, I'd, I'd like to hope not, or else there's, um, there's not much point following the rest of the season. Um, I'm sort of in agreement with Tom. I mean, I think the other big thing that's on the horizon is a January transfer window. And, you know, with a few purchases here and there, you know, maybe someone could splash the cash and that could make a difference um, no I, I don't I think there's too many I think it's too early to say Man City have won it already but my thinking behind that is because there's, I think there's a lot of banana skins out there um, you know such as some of these lower teams that we thought were going to struggle and are actually doing pretty well this year It'd be, it will be interesting if they go deep in Europe um, yeah, that that will stretch them. I think that's maybe uh, the chasing pack's best hope. Uh, two of the chasing pack uh, met at Stamford Bridge uh, this Sunday afternoon, and Chelsea were one nil winners over Manchester United. Uh, almost the story of two centre forwards, uh, Lukaku and Morata, uh, and Morata was the difference. Uh, what did you make of this game, Matt? Um, it was one of the best one nils I've ever seen, and it was shaping up to be one of the best nil nils I've ever seen. You know, everyone went into this game assuming though know, Jose Mourinho would, you know, park the bus and play and play for a nil nil. But it was actually quite an quite an entertaining game. Man United had their chances. Um, obviously, obviously didn't obviously didn't take them. What I will say though is, I I'm really impressed by Andreas Christensen. At the back for Chelsea, all this talk about you know David Luiz has apparently been dropped for what more or less personal reasons. They've got a they've got a more than adequate replacement in this in this kid. I think he's he, he's going to be the future of Chelsea. Him, him, Rudiger and Zuma are going to make a fine back three for years to come. Well, he cut his teeth. He's been cutting his teeth for the last couple of years in the Bundesliga, hasn't he? With Bristol, yeah. Had that. Yeah. Um. So you know he's been playing. Uh, Play regular football, football. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I don't uh, want to take I don't want to take any sort of credit for this, but where I live in Aldershot, the Chelsea reserves or the Chelsea youth team play at Aldershot Town, so I go and see them every I go and see them every now and again. And I spotted Andreas Christensen about 2013, saying, "Right, this kid's got something about him. He's going to be good." So I just want to put that out there. I spotted him from an early age. You're, you're the only person that spotted him. <laughs> who's, who's the next big star then? Um, Tammy Abraham. That's sort of a given. But again, he's, he's another one that I spotted. Him and Charlie Masunda. Watch for Charlie Masunda coming through as well. Okay, is he, is, he, is he on loan anywhere? He's not this season, is he? 
Charlie Sunday, uh, for the life of me, I can't remember. I can't remember, anyway. I haven't been to Yam 3, and uh, I haven't been to any Chelsea games this year, though. Um, how worried should Jose Mourinho be that Romelu Lukaku just doesn't appear to be doing it in the big games? Um, I think you'd sort of have to look at the team that he's got around him. I think that the ideal player to have with a guy like Lukaku is Anthony Martial, who, again, seems to be stuck stuck on the bench I think that works as a great as a great partnership you know Lukaku giving feeding balls to Martial and and vice versa because Martial can play on the wing and whip the balls in I think one matter as well if and when he comes back there's another player that would play to Lukaku's strengths similar to what uh, Ross Barkley was doing with him at Everton last season so I think Lukaku the skill is there I just think it's the team around him that's sort of holding him back. And um, I know Gary Neville was saying on country that he Lukaku just looked, he looked up for it today, but just nothing was coming up for him, was it? Um, yeah. I'd like to see what what Lukaku would have done with that free kick in the last minute, rather than Marcus Rashford. I, I think Lukaku would have had a better chance of scoring there. Um, so you said uh, in Chris, uh, impressed by Christensen. Um, Eden Hazard at the other end has just been yeah back to the last three weeks hasn't he yeah back to his best it seems to have he obviously had whatever problem he had under Jose Mourinho so obviously the monkey's got off his back everything everything's working swimming now um, Tom what do you think of what happened at the bridge oh it was a really good game for starters it was, it was just, yeah, surprising I, I was expecting to turn it on and see two teams really tentative Man United coming there to just scrape a nil-nil again but both teams went for it I mean it should have been 1-1 after 10 minutes I mean was it Bakayoko skying it over from 8 yards and then Rashford completely bottling that header yeah sort of caught to our coming close his eyes and face the other way and hope for the best um, but yeah it was a really good game and impressed impressed by Chelsea Bakayoko he looked good, didn't he? He looked good, apart from when he got near the opposition penalty area. He, he was that almost that like third runner, wasn't he? Um, yeah. Off, um, arriving late in the box, um, and he arrived at the right time. So his finishing was a bit skew with. It was, yeah. Um, so Chelsea uh, won the winners over Manchester United. There was one other game uh, this Sunday afternoon. Um, at, well, there was. Tottenham won one 0 against Palace. Um, that happened. Not too much um, needs to be said about that. Particularly after it had a sense of the law after the Lord Mayor's show after what um, Tottenham did to Madrid in the week. Uh, but a good to some part. It's a shame we haven't got Adam on with us this week. He um, might not be as miserable. He might not be as miserable. But he probably was pretty sad at two 0 down. Um, they found themselves two 0 down at home to Watford. Turned it right right around um, to three two up, and then in the, was it the hundredth minute? The hundred, uh, yeah, hundred minutes. <laughs> Tom cleverly missed a penalty for Watford to equalise it. An awful, awful penalty. An awful was he? Did he blaze it over? No, he, he completely screwed it wide. Um, but yeah, goals from um, Nias, uh, Cavendish, and Baines uh, himself scoring a penalty uh, made it three two. Um, David Unsworth uh, looked a very happy man at the end of it. 
it's a sort of luck you need, but yeah, Everton's penalty to win it was one of the most fortunate penalties given, you'll see. I mean, you've it's kind of got to be given as a penalty because Holobas, the left-backs, running alongside, um, I don't know who it was, one of the Everton sackers, and his, his foot's just completely slipped from underneath him and he's just he's just completely wiped out the Everton player. He hasn't tried to tackle him, he's just fallen over. It's the sort of luck you need when you're on a horrible run. But it's seen Everton climb out of the bottom three. There's surely too much quality in that squad for them to get embroiled or anything down the bottom half. I wouldn't say they're in a relegation battle, even though they are down at the moment. I mean, they're not gonna they're gonna win. You'd say at least at least ten games a season. That'd be enough. I mean, yeah, I don't it's... think they've spent their money that well, considering the amount they've spent. But there's enough to finish mid-table. Yeah. Comfortable, comfortable mid-table. Do we stick? Who, who do we see as the, the next Everton boss? Do we stick with Antwerp for the rest of this season, or do we well, go and find someone else? <laughs> after they were two 0 down at Watford after losing five games in a row, you'd say no, but that might just ignite their season. Could be a turning yeah, point. That could be. Um, J- just a quick one on on Everton. Um, Joey Barton's not their massive fan of David Unsworth, though, is he? No, he's not. He could he he anyone. He called him an overweight PE teacher. Yeah, a, a glorified PE teacher who shouldn't be in charge of a men's team. Look at him <laughs> on the touchline. He's more like a steward. I watched him <laughs> waddling onto the coach. Um, and, yeah, then he said, I used to watch him as an Evertonian, and he was the most immobile left back I've ever seen. He's not a manager, and he doesn't look like one. I mean, he's right on the look on the look side. He's absolutely bang on. I'll give Joey Bard some credit there. Is that a problem, though? I mean, uh, this is from my, one of my. You know, I support Leeds United. One of our previous managers was Super Steve, Super Size Steve Evans. Um, well, I mean, Carlo Ancelotti isn't exactly. No, Carlo Ancelotti makes right. up for it for dressing well. Carlo Ancelotti makes up for it for dressing well. I'll give him that. I think it's just a little harsh. Oh, I think yeah, it's I'm harsh. He's harsh. correct, but it is slightly harsh. Um, I quite like David Unsworth because he's an export supplier. Mm. Um, so, do we not see them going out and getting dice? No, it'd be tough because is Sean would would that technically be a step back or a step down for Sean Dyche at this time? Because he's doing quite well at Burnley right now. But think of the pay rise. Yeah. Well, that's what it's all about now, isn't it? I was going. Are Everton? Are Everton already eliminated from the Europa League? Yep. They are okay, so he doesn't get a European run yet. Um. Now, I, I think I, I keep an eye out for Pellegrini personally. Mm, that's not a bad show, actually. No, that name hasn't been suggested. I, I know he's he's um, head coach somewhere, or, he's, or manager somewhere over in China at the moment. But I think that's, again, sort of his level, Pellegrini. So we've taken a team from that's the top, uh, top, uh, top half the table side. That's roughly what he should be doing right now. So I think Pellegrini would be an excellent appointment for them. Yeah, and I, and I agree on the uh, Sean Dyche point at Burnley. Um, everything's going his way there, and you talk about you know pay rises and things like that. Um, 
he can basically just write himself a blank check at Burnley for mm. a new contract. Um, and do, do you know what I mean? It, it, what must be preying on his mind is there's always a potential to do a David Moyes. Take that step up and, it, and your career just goes down the toilet. Do you reckon he's holding out for the England job? <laughs> is anybody? <laughs> you, again, if you say take the if because that's a because the Everton job on the way to the England job is a bit of a gamble. But if he does well enough at Burnley, keeps him in the Premier League for you know, multiple seasons, then that's a good stepping stone. Whereas Everton, there's a little bit of uncertainty for the England job. Yeah, why, why would he want it though? Well, why wouldn't why wouldn't he? Proud in, I assume he's a proud Englishman, as far as I'm aware. Why would anyone? Why would anyone turn down the England job? That's the thing. This is coming from a Welshman, so this is all sort of your ballpark. But <laughs> okay. why would anyone want to turn down the England job? I don't. It. I get it's the poison chalice, but isn't that the highest honour you could ever have as a manager? As an English manager, yeah. As, a, as an English manager, isn't that the highest honour? Isn't that what you should strive for? Well, yeah, but it's not going to be available for. A, for a while, depends how. I think they, even if we're terrible in the World off. Cup, I think even if we're terrible in the World Cup, they'll keep Southgate. Yeah, probably. But even so, I just think it's. I think he's look. I I think he's holding out for that, personally. Uh, right, Sean Dyche's Burnley side. They um. Yeah. Uh, who, who said that they um? Someone said that they've been getting quite a lot going their way. They scored with their only shot on target yesterday, away at Southampton. Uh, Burnley up in seventh place, level on points with Liverpool and Arsenal after eleven games, um, uh, and in eighth place, going under the radar, Brighton. Um, they won one nil away at Swansea, much to the displeasure of the of the locals. And uh, Paul Clement is not the flavour of the day. Down in South, South Wales, is he? But it's not. It's not a new thing, though. Swansea haven't been good for two or three seasons now. No, they haven't. They just there's less terrible teams in the Premier League for them to finish above now. Do we think that this year they won't be so lucky? Because if you look at the three promoted sides, they lie in uh, eighth, tenth, and eleventh. So they've all made positive starts. And if you look at Brighton, Huddersfield, and Newcastle, they all look like good outfits. Ones that you think can very get disciplined. Yeah, Brighton uh, have got you know a decent, fairly decent at the back, but then they've got that creativity in uh, Gross and Knockhart. So you can see them picking up points. Huddersfield are well drilled; they know their game plan, they know what they're doing. Uh, and Newcastle have Rafa. So you can see those three all being okay. So that leaves three of last year's crop potentially in danger. Swans, is this going to be Swansea's year? Yeah, I think they've been sort of lucky over the past few years again as so as what have you said it's the case that they've there's been three teams worse than them that they've had to compete with whereas now their times are basically they're basically they're basically the the modern wigan is basically is basically what they are um also down the bottom in let's we might as well use this as a manager's under pressure because clement's under pressure you all know that uh yeah. slam billich's west ham <laughs> after last week's sickener against Palace, uh, shipped four goals at home to Liverpool, um, yeah. were roundly booed. 
this is uh, where they deservedly. need some defensive discipline, like the promoted size, they could learn a thing. Like, what do you do when you have a corner and you're, you're playing Liverpool? Oh, let's leave one man back with Salah and Mane on. They're obviously going to break two on one and score. It was really schoolboy stuff, wasn't it? Neil Neil as well. Joe Hart just was like, I can't do any more than this. Because um, he's made a couple of good saves as well. Hmm. For a couple of those guys, and he's it, again. It's West Ham players not getting to the second ball first. Um, do we think that they're in real danger this year? I wouldn't say real danger, but just don't. But don't expect. Don't expect too much. They've got more. They're going to be round. More talented squad than the likes of Swansea, I think. But this yeah, is whether the players are actually up for it and whether they're actually with Billich. Yeah, this goes to the thing, you know, games aren't played on paper, but if you look at the team sort of from, uh, well, the bottom third of the table, so Stoke, Everton, West Brom, Bournemouth, West Ham, Swansea Palace, if you look at the bottom third of the table, that's probably the probably the second most talented squad, or West Ham, probably, probably just behind Everton, so I think they've got enough to get out, they've got enough to get out of it, but it's going to be a long season. Um, elsewhere in what I like to call managers under pressure corner uh, Tony Pulis mm. uh, finding himself under, under a lot of pressure at West Brom they went one down 1-0 to a, a lovely band the Paragol uh, at the John Smith Stadium as uh, Huddersfield picked up another three points uh, Pulis at West Brom is this going to come to an end soon do we think yeah I think everyone in that sort of in that sort of area of the table has been spoiled and ruined by what Leicester did a couple of years ago because everyone in that sort of part of the table your Leicesters your Stokes your Southamptons can say well hang on if they can come out of nowhere and win the league why can't we when really their only ambition should be to stay in the Premier League pick up a couple of decent wins against the big teams now and then and go on a good cup run but fans just seem to be after what happened with Leicester they seem to think right staying in the Premier League isn't good enough but now now we want to go further and Tony Pulis isn't the man to do that so it's really a case of what the aims of various people are if the fans want to go further then yes get rid of Tony Pulis but if the board are just happy staying in the Premier League every year then I don't see why they get rid of him I don't think the fans are particularly happy with a lot of their attacking players being left on the bench, though. I mean, if you look at their look at their team from yesterday, McCauley, Hagazi, Evans, Neon, Krakowiak, Barry, Livermore, and Gibbs all started. That's eight defensive players. Yeah. And you're playing Huddersfield, and then Hal Robson, Carno, and Jay Rodriguez. When they've got attacking players, Chadley didn't even come off the bench. Matt Phillips, Rondon, McLean, Brunt, all on the bench. I mean. You play. You're away at Huddersfield. You're not away at Man United or Man City. You should be. You should be going there and trying to win that game. You shouldn't be turning up with eight defenders. I, th- I think one of the problems, Greg, is that the fans have. Ju- I think you can only put up with Pulis for so long. I think but they've had enough. Is it, they've had enough. Yeah. I mean, I listen to the phone-ins, and I think you know they're going to be losing attendance soon, just because you know some of them will have literally been bored to death because they just can't take much more of that. Um, so I mean. I, the, the feeling I'm getting from the, their fans is anything's better than Pulis because we're a little bit sick and tired of what we've been putting up with year after year after year so we might as well go for something a little bit different but let's be honest Tony Pulis will probably keep them up 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'd agree. But it's a case of is that and enough? If they, if they sack him and try and try and do something different, they they could be dragged right into it and end up going down, and then they'll think, oh, should have kept Pulis. Yeah. If if managers who played a certain type of football in order to keep teams up were so successful, Sam Allardyce wouldn't be unemployed at the moment. Mm. I think a lot of it depends on the club as well. Do you know what I mean? And how vociferous the fans are. Yeah. They haven't hired a plane yet. No. <laughs> that, that's the benchmark. Yeah. Um, and another manager who's been under a little bit of pressure recently is uh, Mark Hughes and his Stoke side played out what was actually quite a good game with um, Leicester on the early kickoff on Saturday I watched it in a pub in Luton and I was quite entertained for an hour and a half uh, that finished 2 all. Peter Crouch coming off the bench uh, for half an hour getting man of the match it's good to see uh, Peter Crouch still knocking about he can tell you what his <laughs> his touch his, just the way he can bring a ball down uh, usually just flick it over someone's head and then lay it off it's just a it's wonderful to watch um, yeah. and it was a cracking it was a fantastic head like a proper proper header yeah I'm just looking at, he's 36 and that's usually about the time players of his ability start either A retiring or dropping down the leagues but it's just it's just something refreshing to still see him in the Premier League on a more on a more or less weekly basis I think credit needs to go out to him and if you look at you know, their, uh, Leicester's back centre-backs, um, Harry Maguire and Wes Morgan, they've really struggled with him. They couldn't, um, they, they couldn't handle him. Um, and for, um, and they're you know, two good defenders. You know, Maguire's an England international. Yeah. There's a, on the England squad, if Jermaine Defoe is still on the, on the verge of the England squad every now and again, why isn't Peter Crouch? Well, people are, people are starting to seriously talk about should he go to Russia as a, a different option. What, Peter Crouch? Yeah. Who said this? I've seen it all over Twitter. He's no way. He's fighting for the man off the bench role. It's him and Andy Carroll for the for the well, last he's, 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 well, he's well over Andy Carroll at the moment. Against some soft, or perceived to be soft, continentals, and we need to lump it up there. Yeah, when Ecuador, when England play Ecuador in the last group game or something. If Ecuador even going, I don't know. Um, and finally, I'm going to throw this in just because I want to. Uh, Pellegrino at Southampton. The le- the locals are getting a bit restless with him already. That's because they're playing such boring. Can boring we see? Football. Can we see? And I hope we do. Them getting sucked into it. It'd be it'd be an interesting change of pace, considering that Southampton were once the model of how football clubs should be run and everyone think everyone should do the things Southampton way in their scouting network and a couple of years ago people were saying they could be the ones to break into the top six now getting dragged into a relegation battle it'd be a different change I'll say that I would I personally would love to see it happen um but you know I'm biased and to be fair they are two points off eighth place but they're also not many points off 18th yeah just Um, on a quick one Whilst we're going through managers under pressure, and the ones we're talking about, you know, are the ones in the sort of bottom third of the table. Why is nobody talking about Eddie Howe yet? I think I, I think they could go down, and they'd keep him. Yeah, same. 
Okay, that's fair enough. I was wondering, because, again, because when we when I saw the running order for tonight, I saw that all these players were the ones who are in the bottom half, because throw Roy Hodgson aside, because they're bottom of the league. Again, why is... You know, Bournemouth are only one point off the relegation zone, so why why was nobody talking about them? Just a curious one. Just little old Bournemouth, just surviving. Mm. Yeah. But then, then again, you think little old Bournemouth who spent a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, that's uns- that's unsustainable, surely. For yeah. Bournemouth. with twelve thousand coming through, that's just unsustainable. Um, yeah, you get the feeling they might learn that the hard way. Um, have yeah. we covered the Premier League? I feel yeah. like we've talked about almost every single side. For the most part, yeah. Yeah, Colin, do you want to talk about the Championship? Yeah, well, I won't, I won't go into too much detail. Um... <laughs> is that because Leeds, well, Leeds lose? No, it's, it, it, <laughs> it's not that. I mean, Ross isn't on the podcast, um, which is unfortunate because Ross is also a Leeds fan. Um, what, what did you do about Leeds? Basically, I th- the manager's Thomas Christensen. I think he's going to get fired. And I think it's a case of when, not if. And I know a lot of people are going to go, oh, right, OK, a Leeds fan, you know, second manager and all this lot. But the thing is, since the start of October, Leeds have been beaten by Sheffield Wednesday, beaten by Reading, beaten by Leicester, beaten by Sheffield United, beaten by Derby and beaten by Brentford. Only during that period did they manage one win and that was against Bristol City. That that sort of form can't continue, and, and Leeds are dropping down the table now to sort of mid-table. Um, you say that you're only three points off. Was, yeah, only three points off, and everyone knows everyone knows what the championship can do. And just one quick run, and all of a sudden you're top of the top of the league. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm I'm really not trying to be knee-jerk on this, but the thing is, um, I'm I'm 40 now and, and one of the things that being 40 brings is like bad knees and bad back but also experience and I've seen some bad managers in my time and I think the guy doesn't get it I think he's he, he doesn't understand the championship um, it's sort of making me think sort of Blackwell Kevin Blackwell times um, it, it, there doesn't seem to be any sort of plan um, he doesn't know who his best team are. Um, it just seems to be something's not working there. And, and the other thing that I don't particularly like is when a manager starts blaming everybody else. So last weekend it was the referee. It was his fault Leeds lost, apparently. It wasn't. It was because Leeds weren't as good as Derby. Um, and then this time, again, it's... Oh, Leeds were unlucky to have lost 3-1. We should have got more out of the game. No, Leeds shouldn't. Brentford deserved all three points. I watched it. So it's it, it's one of those, really. Um, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, I think Ross is very much in the keep him in camp. Um, but if he goes, I, I wouldn't shed many tears. Hey, where are Leeds in the league? Tenth. Yeah, they are. Tenth. Tenth. I thought you were the big next thing about a month ago. Well, that's the other thing as well. So, if it starts so well and then just fall off a cliff, it means there's something not right there. And I think maybe got lucky a bit early days and flattered to deceive. Maybe. But well, time will tell. 
Uh, Matt, you support Fulham. Yeah. Uh, went to league leaders, uh, Wolves, on Friday night and yep. kept it down to two. Yeah, kept it down to two. You know, things just haven't been quite right. I'd like to put that, well, the result on Friday to just the entire confusion about what's been happening with uh, our Mr. Klein, our stats man in the week. Have you guys been reading about this? No. It's just been... Basically, we've been uh, pl- doing the whole stats-based uh, style of recruiting for reasons that are beyond me. And uh, the guy that was in charge of our stats basically got, got the sack this week. And what's come out is, is basically just a whole portfolio of madness for a result of it like like for instance our signings or what Slavisi Kanovic the manager who they want who he wanted to sign in the summer were Aaron Moy well last last summer rather Aaron Moy Tammy Abraham and Andreas Pereira from Manchester United and so Tammy Abraham to start with and Aaron Moy those are the two big names our manager wanted to sign them but because the stats didn't quite work out we got Chris Martin from Derby instead. <laughs> so it's just it's just one of those just one of those things, and also and that's sort of shown in our recruitment. For example, our centre backs, we've got two ball playing centre backs. We've got Thomas Callas and Tim Ream. Whereas what we've really been missing is a big dominant centre back. We need we need a Sol Bamba basically is what we need. Is who we should have gone for, but. You know, I didn't really expect us to do well this season, despite despite what happened last year, which which we somehow fluked our way into the playoffs. Thank you, Leeds. Somehow did that. But so my expectations were quite low coming into this season. So I'm not really all that fussed with all this. I'm more concerned with come the end of the season, is Jakadovic still our manager? Because he is the man that will take us up, but it's whether or not he's given control of the squad to do that. And when do Leeds and Fulham play each other, Colin? Is it on TV soon, or has that already happened? Uh, we played uh, towards the start of the season, I believe. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was away at Ellen Road, so we don't play again until after Christmas. I oh, believe. okay. I'm just, looking the, I'm just looking at the fiction list. There we go, 3rd of April. But Wolves, impressive. Oh, absolutely. Best team in the league, by okay. far. And uh, Sheffield United. Sheffield United also very good. Leon Clark getting four in a half. Um, as they won four one off being one nil down. Um, elsewhere in the championship, QPR set an unwanted record uh, in their one nil defeat away at Nottingham Forest as they uh, failed to win at the City Ground in the 29th attempt. So they played there 29 times, never won. Yeah, we've, uh, we've got something similar with Everton. We haven't won there since like 1966. Every, yeah. Everyone's everyone's got that team. Yeah, they've they've never won, never at the City Ground, uh, and that beats Grimsby's record at Blackburn, which is at twenty eight games. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, Sunderland <laughs> with their defeat uh, away at uh, Millsborough today have slipped to the bottom of the Championship. <laughs> yeah, that's something. One of my be- one of my best friends is a Newcastle fan, and he was saying because he obviously knows Sunderland inside out because he hates them, and he was saying that he could see Sunderland dropping straight into League One, and I didn't believe him when he when he first said that. I thought that was just the Newcastle in talking, but my word, this is just embarrassing for Sunderland. 
Uh, well, uh, I can vouch that League One is quite fun because everyone beats everyone. Um, so they, you never know, they might enjoy it. Um, should we discuss some of the shocks from uh, the FA Cup this weekend? It was the first round, uh, first round proper, and uh, three um, non-league sides knocked out uh, football league opposition. Uh, Boreham Wood uh, beat Blackpool. Uh, Oxford City won away at Colchester, which is a big shock. And what was the other one? I forgot the other one. Colin, you must, you must be I'm... all over this. Mm, it's still a little bit early in the competition. Did you mention Boreham Wood? Oh, here we go. Too early. In the... Um. What was it? Oh, I'm trying to remember now. Uh, I'm, going, I'm going through the results now, but I can't see it. Uh, Maidstone. Maidstone won at Cheltenham 4-2. Um, uh, elsewhere, Doncaster were 2-0 down at half-time. Away at Ebstreet, 1-6-2. Yeah. yeah. Uh, obviously. Um, uh, Portsmouth lost. We've done yeah. It's the, the it's the like first that. round of the cup. It's it's that sort of stage where the giant killings aren't that giant, so to speak. So they kind of get slipped under the radar. Like a non-league team beating a League Two team isn't really all that much to talk about. It's when league it's when a League Two time beats a Premiership side. It's round three onwards is when we really properly start start talking about giant killings. Really. Well, I'm not going to really bother with the FA Cup this year. I've decided. <laughs> just uh, like you're not bothering with a checker trade trophy no no just all trophies I'm not bothering with uh, we won a trophy last year I don't want to be too greedy um, but yeah Oxford City winning away at Colchester that's um, a conference south side beating um, a league uh, a league two side so that's not too bad uh, that's, that's a decent little um, win Boreham Wood that's a conference side beating a league one side uh, so there were a couple of shots today. Not as much. There was a few games today. No real surprises. Um, d- d- Jermaine, Jermaine Pennant came off the bench for Billy Ricky. They, they um, drew I'm one up, didn't they? With um, Leatherhead. Yeah. I'm wait. I'm waiting to see when Billy Ricky get the big team. That's going to be. Or the, Paul Konchesky going back to Liverpool, for instance. <laughs> and Jermaine Pennant going back to Liverpool. That's the one. Like all those years, everyone sort of wanted MK Dons and AFC Wimbledon to meet in the cup. And I think that's probably the next one people want is Billericay against a big team, just because just because of all the press coverage that Billericay have got at the start of the year. Mm. I mean, j- just on the uh, the FA Cup as well, because it's the early round, you know. Well, all through the competition, the BBC have got the rights, haven't they, to a number of games. And um, I'm, I'm finding it sort of strangely addictive. I can't remember who the game was with MK Dons. Um, Hyde. Hyde. Filed, yeah. Oh, Hyde, Hyde. Yeah, and um, it's strangely addictive in a way of like <sighs> watching like a bad comedy or something or like a child falling over or an old person falling downstairs or something. I mean, it's... That's not it's, funny. Well, it is. Well... It depends if you tripped him up or not, but do, do you know what I mean? Um, it's they they give it so much gusto, so the celebrations are exactly the same, but the football's so much poorer. And, I, and hey, all right, Colin, all right. I'm not knocking. I'm not knocking it because yeah. there are a million levels against whatever I played, but it's just 
I don't know. It's 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 quite addictive. Does no one else find that? You know, okay, you, you know, you might. There's there's a reason to sort of tune into Hyde versus MK Don Dons rather than watching, you know, Spurs Arsenal. But for very different reasons. I can sort of see where you're going, but I just wouldn't. I just wouldn't go there. I wouldn't go there for my go there myself. No. I can see where you're coming from, though. Yeah, I was going to say something, but I won't because we're getting in trouble. Fair enough. But well, I'll, I'll say it anyway. Let's get in trouble. Well, I'll get in trouble. A bit like watching women's football. Oh, Colin. Or women's cricket. Women's cricket. Now, first, first show I'm going to put. Yeah, I agree with you. There is something. There is. There is something about that. Yeah. Now you've made that comparison. I'm more with you. Is Ross editing this? Uh, yeah. <laughs> this won't stay in then. <laughs> I don't know. It might do. It might do. Um, in which case, I will thank you for my first and last show. <laughs> we can uh, we can see how much he's actually paying attention. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's where he edits this out. Right. Um, I've ticked off everything on the running order. Unless you have any uh, any other business that you want to discuss. The only thing I was going to throw into the ring was um, just to mention if if no one's seen the Michael Owen helicopter video, have a Google, <laughs> have a look for it. It's just it's just great. I mean, I don't I don't know if Michael Owen knows he's doing what he's doing, like being a parody of himself, but it's it's just. It's just, it's so bad, it's great. I don't think Michael Owen's self-aware enough to parody himself. Um, I've got one, just as the round off the show. Uh, did anyone see uh, the uh, mains keep yesterday? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kicking the penalty spot. Send <laughs> the ball. Um, honestly, brilliant. I, I, I want to know what the odds were. I want to know what the odds were that he got randomly selected for the drugs test afterwards. Yeah. Honestly, just one of my favourite um, sections of football ever. I mean, to be fair to him, I can sort of... I'll defend him a little bit, because I can sort of understand what he's, what's happened. He's... The ball's been on the penalty spot. The ball's drifted. He thinks the ball is the penalty spot. And if you look at the ball, it's mainly white, but the other colour on it is green. So maybe it just just blended in a little bit. <laughs> Honestly, we, we just spent a good 15 minutes at, uh, in the warm-up for our Sunday league side this morning just trying to recreate it. <laughs> <laughs> just a uh, brilliant uh, moment for the weekend. Right, anyone got anything else they want to bring up or should we call it a day? No, I've got to keep something back. First show, I don't want to ruffle too many feathers. It's probably a wise. Yeah. Wise move, Tom. I'm done. You're just done with football. Yeah, I'm done with football. I've had enough. Going to Luton yesterday pushed me over the edge. Lovely part of the world. What a place! Mm. What a place! Oh, um, it's internationals. It's internationals next week. For those of us that don't support teams in the lower leagues. Yeah, well, Pompey away at Blackpool. Um, don't think I'll go to that one. No, I'll give that one a miss. Right, let's uh, round this off. Uh, it's a goodbye from Colin. Yes, yeah, goodbye from me. Yeah, bye. It's a goodbye from Tom. 
Goodbye. Goodbye from Matt. Thanks for having me on. Toodaloo. Uh, and it's goodbye from me. And always remember to keep your man on the post. Or is it have your man on the post? Oh, it's been so long since I've Talking done this. Uh, always before. remember to have your man on the post, isn't it? Uh, yeah, always remember to have your man on the post. How can I think that's the one line that is in every show? How have I messed that up? <laughs> So how how was Luton? Oh, horrible! Oh. I hate that place. I hate going there. It's the worst. It's a horrible away end. You have to go through someone's back garden to get there. Oh, you haven't been to the front. You haven't been to the front park away end then, have you? Oh, I've never been in the Milton End. No, it's an experience. I'll say that. Um, yeah, Luton is an absolute dive. Honestly, just the whole place. Mm. Um, yeah. And we lost. Even worse, yeah. And I got a parking ticket. <laughs> it's a great day. Double whammy. Uh, what, what, was the park, what was the parking ticket for? Was it in the wrong place? Didn't pay enough <laughs> meter or what? It was actually in Fairham, I mean, <laughs> near where I live. Uh, okay. I stopped off for breakfast. Uh, parts off around the back of the pub. My dad was like, oh yeah, just leave it here, it'd be fine. Come back. Bad it wasn't. <laughs> No, it wasn't fine, so I'll pay that in a minute. Yeah. Anyway, well, I'm got to. I'm going off to see Catchphrase being filmed tomorrow on a school trip. So. Ah. Um, well, oh yeah, I forgot they're bringing back Catchphrase. So yeah. Who's, who's hosting I'm, it? Uh, Stephen Mulhern. Ah, oh, okay. It's not going away. It's been here for ages. I'll let you all know if it's any good. It's really easy. It's easier than it used to be. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna be too worried that my students are gonna misbehave, so I probably won't be able to enjoy it. And here's something. Something else, Matthew. You, you won't yeah. be aware of this, but the guys already do know this. I'm applying to be on the chase. <laughs> so we'll see how that that goes. I might apply. Go on, I might then. Go yeah, for a I, apply, I applied a couple of weeks. I applied a couple of weeks ago for the chase. Yeah, we could Pretty be on the same team. It, yeah, hopefully it is one of the easier of the of the um, set of the mid of the uh, afternoon quiz shows. It's probably the easiest. But no one ever wins on it. No. but if the questions are the easiest. Is it? Here's the thing: because it's only about answering questions. There's nothing like tipping point. That's, there's that's, no there's no skill involved. Program in the history of television. So again, was that the best or the worst? I didn't hear. Worst. Worst. Is it worth just going through an arcade? In which case, I want whack-a-mole to be on. <laughs> if that's the way they go, I want whack-a-mole on Saturday night. That's probably going to happen. It wouldn't surprise me. Anton Deck to be hosting as always. <laughs>